You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 94, Building a Mold Resistant Home. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, Neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, today we are talking about building a mold-resistant home. What does mold-resistant actually mean? Because we had this conversation about a shower curtain that I ordered that was really expensive that was, I don't know if they said mold-proof or mold-resistant. I think it was mold-resistant, but what does it mean? I think it was mold-resistant because it was all plastic. I don't think there was any fabric on it, but I can't remember. But anyhow... The the title of this episode is because I just wrote this last book that our listeners have heard me talking about. And it's finally, the post-editing's done. It's not on Audible yet, but we'll get to that. That's the process. But anyhow, so mold-resistant versus mold-proof. Mold-proof with a shower curtain would be all plastic, no cellulose materials. So you know, shower curtains, some some have the the inner thing that's... All plastic, mm-hmm. and then the outer curtain, which is cellulose materials. Okay, so it's not, it's not water resistant. So if it was mold proof, it would have to be all plastic. Okay, because then technically, once again, mold can try to grow on any type of surface. It's just not sustainable if it's not cellulose material. Okay, and that's usually actually not to get off on this tangent. That's usually the difference we talk about mold versus mildew. So. If you have slimy stuff on your curtain, it's probably mildew, not mold. And mold is fuzzy. A lot more, yep, a lot fuzzier. Um, mildew is actually a lot more identifiable. Like you can exactly know what it is, whereas mold grows in colonies, so it's kind of hard. So just think of it as a village. If you, ha- you you can't, you know, the mold would be a village. The mildew would just be one, like one little 
group of people, like three people. It's easier to identify it. So the mold is a hut. The mildew is a hut, and the mold is a village of it's huts. A vis- yep. Okay. So, so that it not a lot of people wonder like what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Mildew is typically on a non-cellulose surface or a non-porous surface. Okay. So that makes sense. So tell me why you decided to write a book about building a mold-resistant home. Um, I don't know. You probably told me to. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, because, you know, once again, the first book was The Mold Epidemic, you know, and then I've, I've written, this is the fourth book I've written. And I, a lot of people, when, when we deal with a mold issue, most, so your mitigation companies, your restoration companies, they just come in and fix it. They don't really care. Mm-hmm. The insurance company's paying them. They don't care if they're back in six months to do the mold job again. Whereas our company, CNC Contractor Services, we're a lot different. We're more on the educational side. So that's why we want to fix what's causing the problem so that you don't keep dealing with the mold issue. Whereas the restoration company, they probably don't. I'm not, I shouldn't say they don't care, but I don't know that. If that makes sense. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is, you know, people just, the, the first thing, if any of our listeners have done consultations with me, you know that we want to get down to what's causing the mold concern, address that. Well, it's something defective in your home. So writing the book, do I go over everything? No, but I just go over a lot of the things that, you know, our listeners can do, even if they're doing a remodel so that they can prevent mold concerns. Well, and I think one of the things that I like about black mold avoidance, how to build a mold resistant home, is that you sort of debunk the whole myth that brand new construction doesn't have mold issues. You shouldn't be concerned about it. And because it's brand new construction, it's probably mold resistant anyway. Right. Right. And it, we, I talk about it in the book. I know I've talked about it before on podcasts, but your contractor might just not really know what he's doing. And I don't mean that in a bad way because the housing market, I know, you know, here in Wyoming, they're, they're building as quick as the contractors can build them. Utah's the same way. So once you have a market that's flooded with all these contractors, you're probably going to have some uh, incompetent ones that don't know what they're doing. So they could actually, it could be a workmanship issue that they're, you know, they're doing something where water's getting into the house causing mold. Or it could be something where in the middle of building their home, it does what it's doing here, snowing, and your subfloor is getting all wet. Well, then a mold infestation happens, and then they put the carpet over it and everything, and they kind of cover up a mold issue. So, so yeah, I debunked the whole new construction does not mean that you're, you know, not going to have a mold problem. It's, it's very similar to radon. A new home, it doesn't, you can still have radon. A new home, you can have mold. But if you're building a new home for our listeners, and even if you're not, like I said, you could be doing a remodel, it's just, it really helps to, to be able to read this book and go, yeah, I need to make sure my contractor is doing the right things. Absolutely, which makes that book a, a must-have. Now, are people going for mold-proof or are people going for mold-resistant? Mold-resistant. Uh, I say it in the book, it's um, it's... It's not virtually impossible. You could do it. But to build a mold-proof home would mean you couldn't have sheetrock. You couldn't have carpet. You couldn't have cellulose insulation. I mean, it, it just, it, you literally, everything would have to be like concrete and still, which is really not, not 
I mean, it's possible, but it's not feasible as far as cost. And most people aren't going to want a home like that. So we want mold resistant. And, you know, when we say mold resistant, there's a lot of things you can do to make it mold resistant. Because mold proofs, you know, think of it this way. It's like a child proof in your home. Is it is it really a for sure, like, they, they could never do anything? No. So it's yeah. same thing. Okay, so that that makes a lot of sense. But then that leaves people really wondering, especially if they're moving from one home to the other, if they're remodeling a home, if they're building a new home, or if they're renters and they're going to move into either a remodeled home or a brand new home and rent that, what are the most important things that people should should look to be mold resistant or should spend money on to make mold resistant? Well, the first, so, you know, for people that are, in a home, moving into a home, building or whatever, or, you know, maybe you're just in the uh, part of the process where you're just looking. If you walk in there and the kitchen and bathrooms have carpet, that's like a dead giveaway that you probably need to replace the flooring in those two rooms. Okay. And be prepared. And when I say two rooms, it could be three or four different bathrooms. But be prepared that you're, you're, you could get to the subfloor. And see a mold issue. And, and make sure, though, I know people would say, well, duh. Make sure, though, you do get down to that subfloor if there's carpet in the bathroom to make sure that you're not putting, let's say, tile or whatever kind of flooring you're going to put over the top of that, meaning you're just covering up the mold. But carpet in bathrooms, carpet in kitchens, that's usually a dead giveaway that you're going to have mold issues. You know, things you can do. To help make sure you're not going to have mold issues, you can buy humidity gauges, which I've talked about before. They're cheap. I think, I can't remember when I did the research, but I I believe you could buy like six or eight of them on Amazon for $30. Just cheap humidity gauges. So that's something you can do without even having to remodel or anything. But, you know, lots of tile is great. Just like, you know, you, you go down to Florida or Arizona, most of those floors are all tile. A lot of the reason behind that is they're slab on grade, so you don't have mold issues there. So, I, you know, things like that you could be looking for. Sealers, and when I say sealers, um, make sure you like your grout on your tile is sealed to make sure that it's not porous. Uh, silicone around windows, you know, things like that. Those, those are some of the things that you can easily do to make sure that your home's mold resistant. What about grading and drainage? That's always the first thing. I'm kind of embarrassed I didn't even mention that. <clears throat> but, you know, going to something like that in your roof, you know, make sure the roof's intact. It's a metal roof's obviously the best way to go. But your grading and drainage, make sure. And what our standard state uh, for, for inspections is for a minimum of six feet, you have to have positive slope away from the house. So make sure it's sloping away from the house because that's, Pretty much, I would say the most reported defect on a on a home is improper grading. Okay, so that, that those are things people could do to make their home more mold resistant. Yes, and and those are you know easy. Those are really easy things to do. Most people, even if you have flower beds, like they they think, well, man, that's going to take a lot of work to fix all this grading. It it really it doesn't. I mean, I. I'm looking out at a pickup and, you know, I'm thinking if we had to do it all the way around our house, you're talking, depending on how flat it is or if it's even negative, 
probably four pickup loads of dirt and it's really kind of simple to do as far as fixing it so it's it's not a tough fix but yeah grading is <laughs> the first thing you know besides your roof that's going to keep the water away from the foundation okay so that's what about the the new faucets sinks no sinks that are flat so the all-in-one uh so what you're talking about is is so in the book, I address this in the kitchen or bathrooms. Bathrooms, you can, it's a lot more common because they're not as wide. But you can go with like a Corian countertop and the sink is built into it. So the countertop and, and the sink are all one piece. So there's, there's nowhere for the water to go. So if our listeners can just think, you know, a lot of times in your kitchen, you either have a top mount, meaning there's just a hole cut in the countertops. You just set your sink in there and then silicone around the edges. Or sometimes they're mounted from the bottom and then you silicone from from the top. But it's not all one piece. So if you can get everything in one piece, that's the way to go. Okay. Because I'm not going to say hound you, but I, I, I have to bring it up. Like, hey, stop leaving all this water around the sink when you're done doing dishes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how, that's how, I, that's <laughs> so, how I roll. Because it just sits there. And yeah, it, exactly. Eventually, it has nowhere to go. Um, and so, you know, speaking of, of uh, sinks and countertops, another important thing, too, is your backsplash that goes around, you know, it sits on top of your countertop. Well, that's there, especially right at the sink, to prevent water from getting in between your countertops and the wall itself. So, that, so all of those are important. Do people's habits impact whether their home is mold resi- more mold resistant or less? Uh, yes, it. We, you know, when we talk about bathrooms, we talk about a lot. Quite often, is kids splashing around, and it's not just kids. You know, let's just say you continuously, you know, you shower, but you never close that curtain all the way, mm-hmm. and water's you know slowly just it kind of just drips right there in the corner which will make its and i'm talking on the corner of the floor outside the shower tub and then it makes its way into that subfloor well you could have the subfloor that's got issues that could cause issues in the crawl space it could cause all kinds of issues you know other habits like i don't know we have a dog that has nothing to do with mold but she takes a piece of food and brings it clear into the living room every time (laughs) Well, if you have dogs that sit there and splash in their water bowl, then you need to have some sort of pan or something to, to prevent that water from getting down into your subflooring. And, it, you know, but yeah, habits, it's like we we're talking about doing dishes. You know, make sure, I mean, you just wipe around your sink. I know paper towels, hopefully we're back or we're past the whole COVID thing where everybody's hoarding paper towels and toilet Hopefully, paper. Hopefully, who knows? Yeah, you never know. But, you know, use a couple of sheets of, of paper towels or a towel and just wipe around that. Make sure, you know. And if we've talked about uh, kids showering or people showering without using the fan. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're taking too hot of showers. I mean, it's it's that kind of stuff just pay attention to. And, you know, we're, we're all like kids. If we're doing something wrong and we're not told, we think it's not wrong. So... Absolutely. So all of those things from the habits to the grading and drainage to the, you know, carpet in the bathroom and the kitchen, which is a very old fashioned thing to do. Are there other easy ways that people can improve their home to prevent mold? Well, you can do, you know, we talked about drip pans. You can make, you know, if you have a dog that likes to splash with their water, put a drip pan below that. If you have plants, put drip pan, 
drip pans below those. You know, those are inexpensive things you can go do without spending hundreds of dollars. But like I said, I mentioned it earlier, one of the easiest, cheapest things you can do is buy humidity gauges. And I, you know, I was just at a property this last week and that's what I, I told my client. I said, yeah, put some humidity gauges in here. We, we, we didn't know if there was an issue in, the, in a bathroom with an exhaust fan. The fan was running fine and everything, but it's not, it was on a, like an exterior wall. So it was like, to me, it should have been more centrally located in the bathroom. But anyhow, I told him, I said, put humidity gauges in your bathroom and meaning the master bathroom and then the other bathroom. That's, that's the easiest way you can pretty much control, you know, what's going on. And if you see that your, the humidity is consistently over 50%, you have issues. Exactly. Very, very, very good point. So easy things that could save people a lot of time and money in the long run. Yep. Yeah. Humidity gauge is just, and like I said, paying attention to your habits and making sure you're not always, you know, leaving water sitting on your countertops, whether it's the kitchen or the bathrooms. Very, very good. So what's your call to action for people in terms of building a mold resistant home? Okay. So just write down two things. It's, it's simple, you know, I pretty much gave one to you that most of you probably don't have. Get humidity gauges. Another thing is just go outside, look at your grading and drainage, look at your gutters. If you don't have gutters, put gutters on. But it's simple. Just write down two things right now and make it a goal by, by the time we do the fall checklist, which I think we usually do that around daylight savings time. Yeah. I can't sure remember for sure, but yeah. have two things that by the time... We get to our fall checklist that you've done, and then you can be proud of yourself, and someone can pat you on the back, or you can pat yourself on the back. There you go. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. So, and where can people get the book? Black Mold Avoidance. Yep. So, it's on Amazon. Uh, it's in paperback and... Uh, ebook. Uh, what do you call it? Ebook. Yeah. Yep. And it will be on Audible soon. Yes. I'm going to try to finish recording within the next week. So, I've been having issues with that. Yes. So hopefully audible soon, but definitely go to Amazon, look up Black Mold Avoidance, which is the title, How to Build a Mold Resistant Home as a subtitle, and get your copy. Exactly. All right. We'll see you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download State's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.